The following podcast is brought to you on behalf of the Saracen Supporters Association and is not an official product of Saracens Limited. Content provided voluntarily by our guests and contributors are of their own opinion, which may change over time and should not be taken as fact, particularly as the podcast hosts are regularly talking drivel anyway. If you've got some drivel of your own you'd like to share, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fezcast underscore SSA. You can search Facebook for the Fezcast or you can email fezcast.ssa at outlook.com. You're listening to the Fezcast. You're listening to the Fezcast, which is proudly sponsored by the Saracen Supporters Association. And I'm Alison Davis, one of the SSA committee. For a £10 annual subscription, the SSA provides our members with monthly newsletters, virtual and in-person player events, away match ticket allocations, and we organise pre-match gatherings at away matches. We sponsor men's and women's players, and we support the Saracens Foundation Track Club on behalf of our members. On top of all that, every year we have a seasonal SSA badge, which is exclusive to members. Where else can you get that much value for a tenner? Join now at membermojo.co.uk forward slash SSA or come and see us on match day in the Oasis at the Stonex. This is the Fezcast. Well, welcome everybody to uh, the fourth episode this week of the Fezcast. Um, Although we're recording this Sunday night. Don't worry, we're all out of sequence here at Fezcast Towers. But... For the Thursday show, which is going out today, we thought we'd offer a little bit of balance. So I reached out to the good people at uh, Rugby Sale Sharks on Twitter. And Kieran Critchard has um, agreed to join us and have a chat about the final with a bit of a sale perspective. So hello, Kieran. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be uh, for you to ask me to uh, come on and uh, preview what's obviously a massive game for us and, and for you guys as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, the first thing for me to say, Kieran, is and I don't really want to come over all Leinster fans here with a sense of entitlement and arrogance that you sometimes get from that side of things. But, you know, for Saracens, we're kind of used to finals. You know, the last decade or so, it's been our regular thing to go to Twickenham and we enjoyed a day out. For sale, it's your first final in 17 years. So I'm guessing excitement's going through the roof um, up in the northwest at the moment. Yeah, I think that that's pretty safe to say. I mean, the atmosphere this time last week, it was just over an hour ago this time last week that we were celebrating, obviously, a massive day on the field. And, that, and that's pretty obvious to say, being a semi-final, but huge off the field as well, because as a club, probably no other... Premiership club faces the challenges that we do in terms of the competition for for bums on seats from other sports. You've got huge football clubs in the northwest. Rugby leagues, obviously, huge in the northwest as well. So the club has a big challenge off the field in terms of getting people in. And this season has been a fantastic season. And obviously, we want to to cap it off at the expense of you guys with a with a victory at Twickenham next week. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we, I, I suppose going into the game, you know, I don't think it's been too much of a stretch to say that Saracens are the favourites. You know, we've, we're looking at 
last season against Leicester Tigers, reversing that. We've been the top of the league, but Sale haven't been far behind us. So although we're favourites, it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. And and you know we're at huge pains to say that not only us but the coaches and the players at the, at, at Saracens. We know there's going to be a big challenge on on Saturday from your guys. It's been clear really from week one, to be honest, that that ourselves and you guys have been the top two sides, as I said, literally from the get-go. And that hasn't relinquished at all. We had a a bit of a a lean or a bit of a poor patch sort of around February, March time, um, where our form did just dip a little bit. But other than that, it's been, I think, a level of consistency. and, And that, as you guys will know all too well, that that's the difference between being maybe a top six side and a top four side, but also between being third and fourth and first and second is that consistency and, and being consistently good all the way through the season. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Saracens, I, I think you, you probably, you guys probably are slight favorites and that's probably down to the fact that you've, you've been in these finals a lot over the last decade, whereas this is our first final since 06, but I think guys like George Ford, who were there last year, Johnny Hill, who's a Premiership and European Cup winner, Manu, that those guys are going to play a massive role because for a lot of our players, it's going to be a first experience potentially at Twickenham and certainly a first experience of a, of a Premiership final. So those guys are going to be massive in terms of leaning into those guys it was massive going into the semi-final last week and it is going to be huge going into the final next weekend absolutely we'll be joined by one of my fellow um colleagues here on the first cast barry and um barry uh welcome to you as well i'm gonna say the one thing about sale and about saracens and actually from us as a saracens point of view also seeing wiggy at leicester your opponents last week in the semi-final kieran but Barry, I mean, this has got Saracen's DNA all over it, this final coming up, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I was reading an article earlier that, that suggested this is Saracen's old against Saracen's new, if you like, in, in terms of style, um, which I think is probably a little unfair. But uh, yeah, I mean, Alex Sanderson's done a, a brilliant job up at Sale. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, I mean, we all hoped he'd kind of... Um, be around with us for a while yet and perhaps we, we all thought he was a successor to Smalley but um yeah I mean, he, he's done a superb job up there and he's he's taken them on to the next level I mean they're, they're already obviously there and thereabouts but um yeah he, he's, he's done a great job and it will be a fascinating game uh, because of our two contrasting styles here and and I think uh, that should give us a good final next week. Oh, so, yeah, Kieran, I mean, how how important to sales development has our old mucker Al been to you? He's been he's been massive. I mean, I, I have the privilege of of being able to sit in his presses every week, and I think you you guys probably will will be able to uh, see see this and what I'm about to say. I would run through a brick wall for that man. He, he is he's he's an inspiration. He's he, he's just a guy you would get behind. He, he gets people. I think. I think that's one of his best skills. Is he understands what people, what makes people tick. He also has a genuine care for people. He has a genuine interest in not just the rugby player, the rugby player, but the person behind the rugby player. He he has an interest when he's speaking to you, whether you're a journalist, a member of public, in who you are, not just kind of the superficial on the face of it. He's he's had a massive 
role. Obviously, personnel in terms of the playing squad plays a huge role, but he has played a massive role. And I think the biggest shift, say, from a couple of years ago when we lost in the semi-finals away to Exeter, I think is a mentality shift. And that's certainly something that Alex has brought from Saracens, that that winning mentality of we are we're here to win and we're going to do everything it takes to win. It's not, I think for years we fairly or unfairly had a had a bit of an underdog's tag, a bit of a kind of plucky sale that kind of overachieving, we'd spend 50, 60% of the salary cap and finishing top six was a great achievement for what we were spending. I think now it is a completely different mindset of we are here to win. We're not, we're not here to kind of do reasonably well or get to a semi-final. I think it's been clear from an early point of this season, we're here to win the big thing. We're not, we're not there to just get to a semi-final or get a home semi-final. We're here to win. And, and Alex has certainly played a huge role in that. And I think those years at Saracens and winning the big trophies and winning numerous times, that's definitely something that he has brought to the club in terms of an attitude, a mentality change that I don't think was perhaps the same three or four years ago. Well, absolutely not. And I mean, you know, from Saracen's point of view and us fans here, I think I'll echo what um, Kelly Brown said earlier this week in so much as if there is a team that we want to come, that we would like to have come second behind us. Sailor definitely at the top of that list. But, you know, uh, all, all credit to them. Next thing I was going to say, I mean, the big build-up all the way through, a lot of focus is on one position and one one matchup, which is Owen Farrell versus his old mate George Ford. And you alluded to it already that George played was playing for Leicester last year, unfortunately got a very early injury, which meant that Freddie Burns could come on and play one of those games that Freddie Burns sometimes plays, but very rarely, <laughs> and cause us all sorts of problems. But, you know, George has... You're not seeing a great deal of George this year, have you really? But he's come back and he's come back at the right time and he's worth, I mean, let's be honest about it. We can say this now and I very much doubt there'll be any Quinns fans listening in anyway, but George Ford, Owen Farrell, the two best tens in the country by a country mile, I'm afraid to say. No, no, I'm not afraid to say. I'm going to say it. I'm proud to say it. They are the two best tens in the country. Yeah, George is, I mean, you you say that obviously he, he was injured for a long period as a result of that that injury in the final return in early February. But even before he got on the field, you could see the impact he had had. I mean, there's a lot of talk about he has he's kind of a effectively another coach. That that is one of the best bits or one of the many attributes he brings. Is not only is he a world class player, but he's effectively a coach on the field for you. And that's something that Alex Sanderson said when we announced his signing 19, 20 months ago. Um, so even before he stepped on the field to be able to play, he, he had lots, all his fingerprints were all over our game in terms of changing our attack that has definitely developed this season from where it was a year ago. And then obviously when you're coming off seven, eight months out, it's going to take you a few games to get fully back up to speed. And also you've got to bear in mind, he was a Leicester player last season. So he's joining a new club this season. But I think what we've seen in those last three regular season games we had against Bristol, Gloucester, Newcastle, and then the semi-final last week, boy, was he, he he's, he's, a, he's a game winner. He's a match winner. He was probably the biggest difference between 
us and Leicester, they were obviously dealt a huge blow in losing Andre Pollard just before the semi-final, which was a big blow certainly for them. But George, he was absolutely instrumental in that win. And obviously the focus will be on George and Owen because the fact they're obviously they're very good mates. They've known each other a very, very long time. They've been playing for England together for years. But George was 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 very keen to say when we spoke to him after the game, immediately after the game, he said, oh, I didn't realise it was just me versus Owen playing. He was very keen to say that obviously there's going to be a lot of focus on those two, but the game isn't necessarily, the game isn't won by, by one player versus one player. But I think we can both agree those two are going to play. They may not be the only reason why whichever team wins, wins, but they're certainly going to play a massive role in whichever team wins. If, if George has a good game, that gives us a great chance of winning. If um, Fowler has a great game for Saracens, it gives you guys a, a good chance of winning. Oh, absolutely. Um, right, on that kind of theme, I'm going to ask Barry first. From a Saracens point of view, Barry, I want you to pick a player outside of, uh, of not George Ford, obviously, because you know we talked about that. Where where do you see Sale's greatest danger from? And Kieran, I'll get you to think about it while Barry's putting his answer out there. As to outside of Owen Farrell, who do you think, you know, who's that player that you are really... I, I think both looking forward to seeing playing against you, but also that you're most fearful of. So Barry, go on. For you, where, where's the key for you? What, for, for, for us or for, for Sale? Which Sale player are you going to be looking at thinking is going to potentially cause us the biggest problems? Uh, Dupre, if he's if he's fit, I think there's some there's been some talk that he might be injured. I think I was trying to do some research on that before, but I couldn't actually find an answer. Perhaps that's another um, Saracens way that, that that Al Sanderson's taken with him about keeping very tight lipped about who's uh, who's cropped and who's not. But it will be Dupre because um, if if he is playing, then that gives Sale the almost the the England blueprint as we've had recently where you've, you've effectively got two playmakers at, at 10 and 12 and that makes a, a heck of a difference and if you're then launching um to an angle off the, off the back of that as well then it, th- there's all sorts of trouble coming through midfield potentially what do you know about um uh, Depray's, uh, um injury status then kieran is that a problem or well, well obviously we have three dupreas so dan dupreer at eight had a shoulder injury anyway, and he will miss the final. Uh, Rob, who's the one at 13, who's been playing brilliantly at 10 this season, he's fit. And then Jean-Luc, who's been playing second row, but is predominantly back row, he's fit as well. Well, but there you go. So you, your worst fears come true there then, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Kieran, I mean, so for you, who are you looking at in that Saracens team outside of Baz at 10 as being the key players? I think. Probably Ben Earl, and I think both sides now are without a few really key players in the back row. You guys have obviously been without uh, Billy Vunapola, Theo McFarland, Andy Christie. And then obviously in the semi-final, we lost Ben Curry to a, to a serious hamstring injury. And then I just mentioned Dan Dupree there is out as well. So both sides are slightly light or lighter, should I say, in the back row. And, and Ben Earl has obviously had... A fantastic season with you guys and I mean you think England are inundated with brilliant sixes and sevens you think we have the Curry brothers you guys have, have Ben Earl there's Jack Willis 
There's uh, Tom Pearson at London Irish. I mean, England are are well stocked in in that department. It's going to be serious competition for, for for World Cup spots there. And so yeah, Ben L's been one of the form players um, in the Premiership. And as I said, with both sides losing a few key players in that back row ahead of the final, I mean that that matchup between Ben Earl and, and Tom Curry is is a pretty mouth watering prospect. And I think there's a fairly decent chance that those two could be playing six and seven for England in France at the World Cup later this year. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I have another theory about Ben Earl. And the, the thing you will see about Ben Earl with the back row is that he will be off and moving to weight, particularly when looking to um, to take some moves off of um, off of the back uh, of scrums. Uh, somebody has been doing the last couple of weeks with Billy Villapola out. So that's something to develop there. Well, I am pleased to hear, Barry, is they haven't spotted Elliot Daly coming back yet. So, I mean, perhaps Elliot's got under the radar somewhat because, I mean, he's been special as well for us as well, Kieran. Will he, will he, I saw that he was back on the bench. Will he start for you guys in the final? Say again, sorry? Will he start for you guys in the final? Because he's quite a, quite a good player. I know, obviously, he's a very, very good player, so he'd be good in the starting 15, but he's pretty good in that. 23 show if he's playing for Saracens or England is a, a valuable player to have in that position considering how many positions he can play. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, whether it's too early for him to come in and play from the start, who knows what's in Smalley's mind. I think if he does come on, you're either dropping Alex Lazowski, who's been exceptional for us this season, or you're dropping one of the wingers, or you're dropping um, Alex Good. I mean, it's, it's a very nice um, conundrum to have as a coach trying to work out how you fit however many players into one less, you know, it's like the musical chairs sort of thing, isn't it? Percy, I think you're right. I think Elliot, you may well see come off the bench um, and be running a, a tiring defence. And he could be that difference. You know, one of Eddie Jones' favourite buzzwords, a, a, a finisher, shall we say, of the game. But um, I want to pick out a couple of players um, because... You know, there, there's lots of little different sub-stories all throughout this um, final. We talked about Alex Anderson going back, master versus apprentice almost, isn't it? All of that. But there's two war horses who are going to be running out for the last ever time. We've got Jackson Ray running out. You've got Jono running out. Um, two guys who perhaps haven't been given the recognition they should have done. I mean, they're, they're well-renowned, well-respected players, but both of them probably... Didn't get the credit they deserve, didn't get the recognition they deserve, certainly at an international level, but have been great servants of both of our clubs. I mean, John O, obviously, what a what a great player he's been for you over the years. He's been he's been immense. Definitely goes down as a is a club legend. He came in six years ago now. So that was in and around a year after Simon Orange and Jeb Mason took over the club as new owners, and it definitely kind of breathe fresh life into the club. It was a new dawn for the club, spending more money, pumping more money into the club in, in so many different areas, not just on the field, but in so many different areas. And he was kind of one of those first big name arrivals coming in. And he was definitely influential. I remember when Fata Clerk came in, Jono was the one that kind of encouraged Steve Diamond, who was the DOR at the time, to bring Faf in. And at that time, Faf was out of the international recognition, wasn't really in the picture with South Africa and a year later was dominating England and went on to become the best nine in the world for a period. So Jono has played 
a massive role at the club on the field. As you said, I didn't really get the recognition I don't think internationally deserved because for a few years, 2018, 2019, was one of the best back rowers in the league. And, and it felt, because he is an EQP, even though he's originally from South Africa, did qualify for England. And so it felt that it was really harsh on him that he didn't get international recognition. But I suppose that's the way of the world, isn't it? Some some faces fit better than others and and, and some coaches think better of other players than others. Um, his form of the last couple of years is not quite what it once was and his role is not quite what it once was. And that that's mainly because of the the development of the Curry brothers and the arrival of, of the Dupriers. But recently, since kind of we've we've found out that Jono is retiring, his form has been brilliant of late and, and he's got a big role to play on Saturday with, as I mentioned, no Ben Curry, no Dan Dupree. He's got a massive role to play on Saturday. So, yeah, an emotional goodbye to him in terms of his final game at the AJ Bell last weekend. I think he did spend a, a very short period of time at Saracens years and years and years ago, probably a decade ago now. So um, it will be probably be extra special for him to be able to play, obviously, his final game for us in a final, having spent six years at the club and also against a club that he's spent a short period of time at. So he is... He's a great and, and we'll miss him, as I'm sure you guys will miss will miss Jackson Ray. Those guys that are available every week that put their body on the line every single week. Um, and they're the types of guys that fans get behind. And Jono's been captain for a long time um, as well. So so the sort of guy that you would get right behind and, and go into battle with. Well, absolutely. Well, Kieran, thank you ever so much for joining us on the Facecast. I'm sure Barry will back me up here when we say we wish you luck, but not that much luck. You know, um, we we know that we are going to enjoy the game and also we'll enjoy the company of sales fans who are going to be coming down at Twickenham. Um, and, and hopefully you'll also enjoy our company as well. Now have a few beers on the day and look forward to a really good game of rugby. Yeah, we're, we're all looking, really looking forward to it. Obviously, you guys have been to... A few more finals recently than we have, but we are. I think we. I think it's a real pride in terms of we're representing the northwest. We're representing northern rugby, and um, obviously we're so proud of how great a season we've had. But we want to, as as you guys obviously do as well. We want to win that big one and, and bring bring that Premiership trophy home. Well, absolutely. Well, we did say last year it was only on loan, didn't we, Barry? But I mean, we can't. We can't. As I say, we're not Leinster. No. And their fans, <laughs> excuse me. Um, we just hope for a great game of rugby and you know, look forward to uh, to locking horns on Saturday, Kieran. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. Not a problem at all. Thank you. Thanks. This is the Fescast. Mm-hmm.